Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk about selling your home if you have tenants. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Hope you had a really great week. Um, We've got an interesting topic today. We're going to talk about selling your home if you have tenants in it. I was going to say house, but it really does. It could be a condo too. Any property. Yeah. Any selling property. with tenants. Selling with tenants. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this all the time, right? People have tenants. The tenants are still there and they want to sell. What do they do? Do they wait till the tenants lease is up? Do they ask them to leave? Do they try to buy them out? Do they sell with the tenants? Um, I've got lots of thoughts on this. How about you? I have uh, thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have experience, good and bad. Oh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. Um, I'm going to say for the most part, I'm just going to make a blanket statement. Do it. And see, for the most part, the tenants should go. You should wait till the tenants are gone for most properties. So I can be even more general than that and say it is always easier or you're always going to be more successful on any benchmark that you m- measure if you don't have tenants. Yeah. <laughs> Except the only exception to the rule is if you are selling a duplex or a triplex that is clearly just an investment property and those tenants are paying well, that, current market value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tenants in the mo- in most cases are not paying right. current market exactly. value or the seller would not be selling. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> so let's just say the average person, let, let's just say you've got an investment property, it's a condo or it's a house and you've got tenants in there and you want to sell, you should, if you can, legally, right? It has to be legally done. You can't just kick people out, but if you can sell without the tenants, you're going to be in a better financial position. You're going to make more money. You're going to be able to renovate. You're going to be able to stage it. You're going to be able to allow people through without restrictions. And that is going to ultimately fetch you more money down the road. But it's tricky, isn't it? It is tricky. Yeah. Um, Tricky for a couple of reasons. I mean, tenants, you know, they have the laws on their side. They have rights. They have have rights, a lot Mm -hmm. of rights. And so um, if they are at or on a lease, a one-year lease, and here, okay, let's talk about this because this is a bit of a misnomer. If a tenant is on a lease, you cannot ask them to move at any time. They're on a lease. You're both committed to the time during that lease. You can't ask them to leave. Uh, They can't leave. The desire to sell your property is not a reason to ask people to leave. That's right. It's not an acceptable reason. Mm -hmm. The tricky thing here is that it doesn't matter if they're on a lease or not on a lease because you still can't ask them to move to sell because that's the law. After the year lease is up, the tenant 
still has the right to stay there and you cannot evict them for any reason other than those outlined in the landlord and tenant board. Which are quite restrictive. Which are quite restrictive, mm-hmm. like not paying rent or causing extreme harm to the property, etc. So you can't ask anybody to leave. As a seller. You as can. a seller. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then it comes down to a bit of good faith, right? If you really want to sell and the tenants don't want to go, you have to find creative ways, right? Perhaps you just ask nicely and yeah. they yeah, the often key, will go. The foundation of it all is a, a str- good relationship with your tenants. That's so right. you should always be maintaining that because when the situation like this comes up, you want to have that positive That's relationship right. already so yeah. that you can broach the subject with yeah. them. Yeah, although I firmly do not recommend in, in any way, shape, or form that you have the relationship with the tenant. I always uh, think you should have yeah. a property manager, That's true. but anyway. Good point, yeah. Um, but being... You know, being asking them, letting them know that you're going to be putting the home for sale, they're going to understand that's a huge inconvenience to them. The new owner can move in and ask the tenants to leave if they are going to take over the property. So right. tenants so, will awful, often want to leave if they know that the house is going for sale, but not always. Right. So that's, I think, something people don't often realize, that it's not the seller. The seller cannot ask the tenants to leave. But for certain circumstances, the buyer of a property can. That's right. Circumstances like... Um, <laughs> They're moving in. Moving in themselves. Yeah. Or needing it for renovation, is Needing it, it for renovation, or, although that generally yeah. has more to do with the current landlord. Right. Or uh, needing it for... Family. Family. It's very quite, quite restrictive. The, the, yeah. Obviously, the, the biggest one is moving in themselves. Yeah. And yeah. that's why most people are, are purchasing. Right. Yeah. So... I mean, if you're if you're unsuccessful in uh, getting the tenants to leave before you go to market, is it that once you have a firm agreement of purchase and sale, then the buyers can initiate that process? Yeah, we have a couple of options if that's the case. The buyer may put a clause in their agreement saying that they're looking for vacant possession. And so saying that they will not take possession of the property unless it's vacant. That requires the current homeowner to have certain forms signed by the landlord or tenant board to make sure that the tenants are agreeing and they will leave. Doesn't always mean they will. Yeah, see, that's tricky. It is tricky. I wouldn't accept an offer with that clause in it. I wouldn't either, but I also Mm -hmm. wouldn't be a buyer looking to buy with hoping that the tenants are going to leave. Yeah. So yeah, you can't buy based on hope. No, and it's it's it, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's so that's very tricky. So that's kind of goes back to our first point about why you should, you know, if you can ask them to leave or they can leave, it's better to better to do that to have it vacant when you sell it. Yeah, right. And you know, I, you know, I think in this case, honesty is the best principle. So you have your mm-hmm. property manager say, you know, here's the situation: the right. owner would like to divest themselves of this property. What do you, you know, how can we make this happen? Right. Tenants can be quite difficult, right, when they are put under the gun like that. Yeah. Um, You know, I have have one property that before I had a property manager, I used to manage myself. And the person that, the people that live upstairs are extremely difficult people. Horrible, extremely difficult people. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say it. Mm -hmm. They would never, they've been there 12 years. They will never move. And so whether I'm selling, whether... They'll, they'll stick their... They, will, they mm-hmm. would stick dig their heels And they're in. not on a lease, obviously, now. No. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, generally, you know, it, it, as was in this case, after a year, they... People go uh, month to month. Right, mm-hmm. right. People go month to month. So, mm-hmm. but they still have the same rights as they have mm-hmm. 
you know, while they're mm-hmm. while they're on the lease. Mm-hmm. So, so what would you do then when you want to sell that? If they would, they're going to say no. What's I would, your I would what's be, your recourse? I I would I would it would be very difficult. One yeah. of the things that I would do, I honestly I would do as a landlord is 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 uh, what we call cash for keys, right? Yeah. Um, here's here's a certain amount of money in for you to leave so like pay them it's kind of like bribing go. yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and i think most tenants right now know that that may happen right and so is that worth one month rent two months rent yeah do you know what the going amount for that kind of bribe is I, it, yes i it's think it's not it, a bribe but. i think <laughs> i think it depends yeah. um you know these particular tenants of mine i i was contemplating just asking them to leave for whatever amount of money just because there's such a headache yeah um, and I asked the, you know, the, the lawyer I deal with about it, and she said, you know, usually it's about two months rent. Okay. But uh, I, some people, I think, like these people. Yeah, especially if if they've got such a good deal. They've got a good deal. Yeah. Do yeah. you, do you, just as an aside, do you think most landlords are increasing rent every year? I think they're not. I think if you have a property manager, yes. And if you do not, then no. And that was because this was my first one. It was my mistake. Because in the beginning, I thought, well, like, they're, <laughs> they're <laughs> excuse good. me, they're good tenants. Yeah. They pay. They're difficult. I don't really like them. But they pay. And, you know, I guess they keep the place okay. And I didn't raise it for a couple of years. And then now I'm so far behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have started to. Yeah, yeah, I have started to, but like yeah. way too little, too yeah. late. Okay. And the and the rent has escalated even even so much. yeah even if I had been mm-hmm. raising it the rate mm-hmm. that um, that you're allowed to do. And some people don't know that, by the way. The mm-hmm. government, the Ontario government, sets the percentage you can raise it every year. So like this year, I think it was like point three percent or something. Mm-hmm. So even if you were raising it, it's still way below market value, and that's the problem. Yeah. So that's one of the issues is that when people are selling a property with tenants in it, again, like we said before, they're probably not going to be selling if they're getting good market value, right? right? right. But they're probably not. Right, because it's it's impossible if you have someone that's been there a really long time, it doesn't it doesn't keep up. Right, right. So one tactic of trying to get them out is to offer them money. Yeah. Are there any other tactics that work? It, that's one that's worked, I think, by and large for most of my clients that I've had. Um, other than that, I mean, it's just sort of waiting on their schedule. Most tenants do not stay there for twelve years, like mine. Yeah. Most do leave within a couple of years. Right. Um, and if you have, you know, uh, you're maintaining the property and everything's everything's right. going well, right? You know, they're probably they might want to stay, right? But it's difficult. I remember being at the landlord and tenant board in Hamilton. One day we should do a podcast about the Hamilton landlord and tenant board. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was uh, something else. They should make a TV show about that. But anyway, I remember people in there. There were all kinds of landlords in there whose tenants would not leave, and the landlords stopped maintaining the property. Oh, okay. And thinking that that would be the only way they'd get these people out. But they didn't care. And they didn't care. And it mm-hmm. was, but it was case after case after case, same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. is falling apart, this is falling apart, this mm-hmm. is, you know, mm-hmm. he won't fix anything, and mm-hmm. she won't do this. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then the landlord's like, yeah, but they don't pay, and or they won't, you know, they won't pay market value. And right. so it becomes a, quite a headache, you know. Renting properties out is not for the faint of heart. There's no question about right. it, right? If it was that easy, everyone would do it. Right. So if you want to sell your property, you've got tenants that 
say thanks but no thanks to the cash for keys and they're going to stay then then, then i i think you have to make a really big decision mm-hmm. i think you have to analyze the numbers mm-hmm. and say okay well this is what your property is going to sell for if the tenants are here mm-hmm. and this is what the property is likely to sell for if they are not here because it'll be staged and painted mm-hmm. and accessible mm-hmm. Where we get into a bit of a um, uh, confusion about that is, like I said, when it's strictly an investment property. But a lot of these places are condos, right? People have bought pre-construction condos. They close on the condo. The tenant moves in. Or, you know, now they want to sell it. Um, and it's hard. It's hard, you know, to uh, for tenants. They don't want the inconvenience. They don't want to let people in. Right. Um, and so, first of all, you can't do that unless you're in the last near the last sixty days of the lease, right? Or no, you can do it any time because the new buyer just will assume the tenant. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But if you're right. Yeah. But uh, so you can, and a tenant right. cannot refuse access. But they can make it difficult. But they can make it difficult and they do refuse. Yeah. So, um, you know, the best thing to do, my advice has always been with my clients is like, I usually try to be the go-between and and get in there and say, like, I understand this is a problem for you. Mm -hmm. What a pain in the ass. I'd hate it too. Mm -hmm. What can we do to make this easier for you? You know, what hours make it easier for you? Or, you know, what can we do to make the showings easier? Can I bring a cleaner through to help you clean the place? You know, different things like that. Um, But hands down, 100% of the time, you are going to... Leave money on the table if you have a tenant in there when you're yeah. trying to sell. That's just how it is. And the only, you know, you have more experience at this than me then. Then the only buyers you're, you are attracting then are ones who are willing to take on the tenant. Exactly. And that right there alone. It's a small pool. Yeah, it's a yeah. small pool. So, so better to wait, yeah. not uh, until the near the end of the lease. Yeah, I think. Because then the buyers can give notice. They can give notice, and and sometimes they want out anyway, right? Yeah. And if you just throw it yeah. out to them and say, "Look, I'm thinking about selling. Are you thinking about leaving?" Yeah, um, right. That, and they may just it may just be easy. This may mm-hmm. be a moot point. Mm-hmm. But um, even if they're not, yeah, you know, you could wait until the appropriate time mm-hmm. and then do it because you can still do it then, and the yeah. buyers can get them to leave if they want to take over the property they can. themselves. Yeah. yeah, but it just, it that's risky. It's risky for everybody. Yeah. I have had situations, too, so far, where I've sold it as vacant possession, and the tenants have agreed, and they've signed the appropriate landlord and tenant and board. And they haven't done it. They have not left. Oh, okay. So um, that, you know, that, that involves a whole legal battle that, that nobody wants to get into, but it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go to the landlord and tenant board in Hamilton. So if there's tenants, you cannot guarantee vacant possession. You you can try. Yeah. You but can put, there's certainly no guarantee put it in. On but it. there is, I mean, it's pretty tough. It's yeah. pretty tough, right? Yeah. Um, so now what about, let's say you live upstairs and there's a tenant in the basement. This I find interesting because there are all kinds of people out there who think that, oh yeah, people are going to really love my property because I have a basement tenant. Right. They, they're going to want the income. That's what they want. That, yeah. This really is what the general public thinks. Yes. Um, and I'm here to tell you that's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. In fact, you are limiting your pool of potential buyers so much because I would say, I'm just going to throw it out there, 10% want a basement tenant, maybe 20. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, in different neighborhoods, you find it more... Um, coveted or like it, it depends but in general I agree with you yeah, yeah. 
you know, some areas where there are, you know, uh, different price points or um, more first-time buyers than in other neighborhoods. Or, you know, you could see that. I think you can see that being more acceptable in certain circumstances. But for the, for the more majority, I agree with you. Yeah, and I think even if people want a tenant, in their basement, they want to be able to pick the tenant. They want their tenant. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that um, I can see. They don't want your tenant yeah. because, like, you again, if this was such a great relationship and everything was was fabulous, why? And you're making so much money from your basement tenant. Why are you leaving? Mm-hmm. You know, probably most of the time, mm-hmm. there's not most of the time there could be an issue, mm-hmm. and so buyers they sniff that out right away. Mm-hmm. And so I think if they want a tenant, they want to choose their own tenant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've even, based on recent experience, um, even having a house that has a separate basement apartment, even if it's empty, uh-huh. it's a can be a problem for most buyers. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. They want to have the option, yeah. right? So if, it, if it's a separate basement apartment and it's empty, but it's easily convertible back to a single-family dwelling, that seems to be right. acceptable. Right. But sometimes they look at that and think, this is weird. I don't That's want right. that. And just yeah. really, there's a small group of people who would be interested in that. Yeah. I think in certain neighborhoods it's stronger. But I agree, but yeah. certainly not yeah. what the majority wants. And I think, yeah. you know, when you're putting your house for sale, you want to attract the majority, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I have people who won't buy a house unless it has a separate basement entrance. Oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of that. But and often for family, too, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have had um, a lot of people buy strictly investment properties where they're buying a duplex. I've had a lot of people buy duplexes in the last couple of years, and they don't mind if there's a tenant in one of the units already, and it's bringing in decent money. Right. Because they're not going to live there. They're going to have a property manager manage it. Yeah. And they, the key they've got all the history. Is that it's decent money. It's decent money. Their mm-hmm. market value. And mm-hmm. and I've had this happen twice, which is rare, where there's been a tenant there that's actually paying market value. Yeah. Um, and in both cases, the seller uh, was relocating and had needed to pull their money out and and leave. Mm-hmm. But it's not common, right? Yeah. Normally, what you find is it is you know the tenant's not paying market value, yeah. and yeah. that's the problem. Yeah, I had a, a client look at a, a small little uh, apartment building, and when she found out what the rents were, they were so outdated that she said, I can't make this work in any way. No, and that's the problem. And that's another thing people should know is that, you know, as a buyer, you now take on yeah. this tenant or this, you know, tenant or more than one tenant, and they're not paying market value. You can't ask yeah. They, you can't ask them to pay anymore. Yeah. I had this issue when I was trying to buy something in Windsor for the first time because there were people in some of these houses paying $600 a, a month, mm-hmm. which would now be like, you know, would be 2000 a month would be market value and they're six, $700 a month. They've just been there forever and they're not leaving. And so, yeah, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. So that's why if you're looking for an investment property, you often see places completely vacant, brand new stage and everything inside because, you know, they've, they've, the tenants have left just right. recently, and they've done a complete gut reno in order yeah. for them to sell. And that's the dream. That's the circumstance that you, as yes. you know, as a real estate agent counseling your sellers, you know, that's the position you'd want to be in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always faster and more money to sell without tenants. It is. Uh, you know, yeah. the caveat, unless there's tenants paying a lot of money. And even but. as a buyer, I would say I would rather you buy something without a tenant there yeah. and get your own tenant. There's not going to be any problem finding tenants. Believe me. Right. You know, they're they're 
if it's a good property, there's a lot of people yeah. out there, yeah. you know, who want who want yeah. a good property. Yeah. Um, and they'll be happy to rent right. from you and you can get a property manager. You can have someone do all the due diligence mm-hmm. so that you don't need to be screening them and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, maybe it stays vacant for a month, you know, while after you close and you're in your trying to find a tenant but it's well worth it to get yeah. the right person in yeah. there yeah. oh my god it's worth it to have it vacant for a year to get the right person in I there agree. yeah you know and as you said though if you're stuck and you have tenants in a house that you as a seller must sell then you kind of try and be positive get along with your tenants so that the you know uh, logistics are as positive as they can be in terms of access and clean and but you know it can't help but have an effect you know immediately when we look at listings online you can tell right away without even reading who's living in it yeah there's such a difference oh and there it's unavoidable yeah Um, such a difference in the online presence of um homes with tenants versus owners are vacant absolutely um and because there's just so much you know yeah only so much you can do with yeah. people there exactly i mean what do they care yeah mm-hmm. that's it exactly mm-hmm. um you know and and just just to digress for a second um everybody should be i highly suggest and recommend everybody try to own some sort of an investment property for sure I don't care what it is. I think it's great. It's there's no better investment out there, um, you know. And I'm, but what I say is not for the faint of heart. I mean, there's it's it's tough. It's tough. A lot easier if you've got someone doing it for you, hiring a professional to do it. Um, but it's but it's tough. But it is also very rewarding from a financial perspective. So I don't ever want to discourage anyone from doing it. We just kind of like to give people kind of the mm-hmm. you know the real facts. And I I highly suggest do it if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, just at arm's length is easier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just have to know your rights as, as a landlord and know the tenant's rights, even yes. more importantly. So, right. um, and think about this. If you, if you do buy an investment property at some point, you have to think about what will I do if I want to sell? Yes. Yeah. Because, you know, it always comes down to that, especially once we get into some, uh, you know, trickier economic times. We're going to see a lot more investment properties going on the market and a lot of people questioning what to do about their tenants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, hopefully that's been helpful. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we are always here if you have questions. Yeah, I think that um, this conversation has been timely. Um, you know, there's, you know, evidence to suggest that, uh you know, investment in investment properties is huge on the increase. And so yeah. these things are important for people to know. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Excellent. Most people buying investment properties already own yeah. a personal use property, don't they? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. they mostly do. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, that's a whole other story for another yeah. day. But I do think it's a good, also a good option for people to buy something, even yeah, if even it's if in you're a market far away. And, buy, and buying yeah. something somewhere else yeah, yeah. to rent out. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Follow my advice, not my practice. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the Toronto yeah. Real Estate Great. Show do with the Janelle Campus. Yeah. So you know, as I do. But more importantly, um, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic and as always, about your real estate future. And please make sure you're we following us on We know buying and selling can be stressful, channels. so let us help. And if you're um, looking for hands-on meantime, support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. 
or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.